0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we have a episode that we've been keeping in the holster for far too long. Um, it's kind of been hanging over our heads, at least my head. Um, it's something that I wanted to do solo, just because Chris could not make the show. And that's talk about Zello Pro Wrestling's last show that happened in May. Yes, May 20th, 520, 2018 Cinco de Zello. We've been keeping this one in the holster because we weren't sure when they were going to announce their next show, and then they did announce their next show, and then by the time you know, I finished it, which was not too long ago, probably a day before you're hearing this or two days before you're hearing this, we had a bunch of other content, and yeah, a lot of things happened. But we're getting out the show in time for their next show coming up Friday, August 24th, which is called Anniversary and we're going to get into that, or excuse me, I'm going to get into that, and also I'm going to talk about some evergreen content as well. We had a company send us a comic book for us to review, so that was really cool. So you're going to get a little bit of evergreen content, you're going to get a recap of Cinco de Zello, it's not going to be long, Um, and thank you for your patience um, regarding this show, and also um we're gonna get into Zella pros anniversary show and you should listen to this and then you should also go buy a ticket from them all the information will be in the description of the article or the um soundcloud page or the itunes description etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, but rikishi's coming to town yes yes he is it's gonna be a great time so let's throw it to myself really quick for this recap and preview Yeah, so we've received requests. We're doing a great job covering these shows, or talking about these shows, getting exposure for the ever-growing Chicago wrestling community out there. AAW, Freelance Wrestling, Freelance Underground, Zello Pro, etc., etc. But we wanted to work on a little evergreen content, which means that you could come back to this podcast a year from now and it still be relevant. I guess... The shows we're talking about could still be somewhat relevant a year from now, but, you know, they're more timely, if you will. Um, So we're going to kick it off with a little evergreen content. A company, I guess a comic book company, you could call them. The author is named, let's go to my notes, the author Ed Kuno and Matt Enten. I hope I'm pronouncing those right. K-E-U-H-N-E-L, Ed Kuno and Matt Enton sent us a comic book in the mail. They sent us a, har- uh, a physical copy and a digital copy of a comic book called Invasion from Planet Wrestletopia: A Date with Destiny. This is issue number one, so this is the kickoff of the story. First of all, I think that's really cool that they sent us something in the mail to have us talk about it. I mean, I didn't think the po- our podcast would ever get to that point, so it's at that point, which is really cool. Um, and they are part of Suspicious Behavior Productions. You can find them at suspiciousbehaviorproductions.com. It's um, just spelled the way that you think it is, suspiciousbehaviorproductions.com. They're on Twitter at S-B-P underscore comics. That's S as in Sam, B as in boy, P as in pineapple underscore comics. They sent us this comic. I read through the comic. I'm not sure if Compadre Chris has read through the comic. Anyways, I have the physical copy in my hand right now, um, and let me tell you that I enjoyed it, and here are the reasons that I enjoyed it. First of all, the artwork is really, really nice. It's a smaller comic, and it fits really well on your hands, to be honest. It's not very long either, and that's because they're coming out with um, number two, and probably three and four, and so on and so on, so they left a cliffhanger in the story, which I thought was good. Uh, it left me wanting more. This comic, issue number one, is basically an introduction. Uh, but yeah, shout out to the artist Dan Schade. Some funny last names, a little hard to pronounce. Dan Schade. Um, some things that stuck out to me while I was reading this comic. Uh, first of all, I'm not a huge comic reader. It's a little when you're reading a comic, it's a little different than reading a book, right? Because you're you're not necessarily reading top to bottom, left to right. You you kind of are, but within the the illustrations, there's different bubbles placed everywhere. And sometimes people are talking that are not in the illustration, so they're kind of talking off screen, if you will. Um, so I was kind of getting my brain adjusted to that. Uh, but if you're like someone we know, our friend Tony Rikin, who you see at AEW shows and a former wrestler in Chicago, I'm sure he could pick this up and read it in no time because he is an avid comic book lover. And I have to, I'll have to share uh, this comic book with him. Um, By the way, shout out to Tony Rican's YouTube channel, Average Guy Gourmet. Go check him out there. If you're someone who can't cook like me, and you're, uh, I mean, it's for males and females, but especially it's for males who don't know how to cook, and it's for females who maybe have to cook for a larger group. Um, Maybe they're entertaining, and he's got some really good finger food and appetizers on there, so go check out Average Guy Gourmet. Uh, But coming back to the comic book, some things that stuck out to me. There's a, a quote or insider's note at the beginning, and it says, "To anyone who's ever taken a bump, done a job, or left color on the canvas for our entertainment, this is for you." So I thought that was really cool because it's an ode to the wrestlers. Wrestlers do a lot for us for little to no pay, um, especially on the independent scene. And uh, this is it, there's ways that we as a fans can give back, right? We can say that we can we enjoy their work, we can put them over on social media, we can buy merchandise from them. Uh, and in this case it's in 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 the case of Two Years in a Face Wrestling podcast, it's promotion for the wrestlers and the promotions themselves. It's giving them a platform to tell their story. And in the comic book case, it's giving it's it's giving them something to read and it's an ode to them. Um so I thought that was really cool that they put that in there because they're considering um you know, dedicating this comic book to independent wrestlers that they've probably seen before. Also, before the story really gets started, there is a Bible verse that they quote. And let me look open. It's Ephesians. I don't know how to, re- you know, it's terrible. I went to a Catholic school, and I don't know how to read um, what this is. It's lines 12 through 14, I know that. I don't know if the, what the number is that comes before that. Maybe it's chapter 6, paragraph 6. Ephesians, I'm gonna say Ephesians, paragraph six, lines twelve through fourteen. I don't know if that's correct. Either way, um, here is the verse from the Bible that I think is funny because it kind of it could be related to wrestling in a way, in the in the words that they use. That verse says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of god so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place so obviously it's referring to a belt so they took that they put in they inserted that uh for those lines from the bible um, and kind of referenced the belt portion and kind of made it into an introduction to this wrestling comic, which also, I think, takes some some thought. So before you even get into the story, there's already two things that kind of stood out to me. Um, the main character is rock and roll Rory Landell. He's disgruntled because he's going under in an upcoming show. The promoter tells him that he's going under, um, and he thinks that he should be going over. He thinks that he is the draw. And he's, it's... There's a lot of things that happen in this comic book that are basically related to what actually goes on in real wrestling today. Uh, So rock and roll Rory Landell is not happy. Um, He decides to take a pizza box, make it into a belt, and he basically goes into business for himself during a promo. And he starts talking about this new belt that he made out of a pizza box and straps and he starts talking about being the Galactic Champion of the Universe, which is not the belt of the promotion. It's a belt basically that he made up. And I thought it was kind of cool because it's kind of referencing the Universal Championship, which is happening in WWE today. So Rory Landell really just tries to put himself over in this promo. He was not supposed to do that. Um, it was basically he he shot on this promo. Uh, the. Comic does kind of flashbacks and flash forwards and it 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 spans kind of different parts of rock and roll Rory Landell's life. You kind of start at the beginning and then you go uh you kind of start excuse me, you start probably at the where a bulk of the comic will take place, and then you go into the past, and then you go way into Rory's future. So it jumps around like that, but this promo is going to have repercussions because he's calling himself the champion of the universe. He doesn't think anything of it, but that signal of him calling himself the champion of the universe is going to travel into space and it's going to hit someone eventually. So, I'll get into that. The comic really feels like the territory area. Territory era, excuse me. Um, it Which was taking place between the 1940s and 1970s, mostly. So that's kind of the territory area. Um... And that's where it feels like this comic is taking place. There's a couple of potential references to Roman Reigns and John Cena being pushed because they draw in entire families. That's the reason that Rory Landell isn't being pushed. He doesn't draw the kids, and thus doesn't draw the kids' parents, thus doesn't draw the families. So that's the reason why he's not being pushed. So he's a little frustrated. He's kind of like the, the most, most WWE fans who are frustrated that Roman Reigns and John Cena are being pushed, but it makes financial sense for them to be pushed. So there's a reference to that. There's a reference to wrestling a bear, um, which is just an old-school wrestling thing. Um, and like I said, the the promo that Rory Landell cuts, the signal finds its way in the space via satellite, and the actual galactic champion of the universe, which is an alien, right? Stay with me here. It's wrestling. It's fiction. Um, he hears about it, and he gets pissed off, and that's where this feud is going to happen. So it's a a human being on earth cuts a shoot promo about being the champion of the galactic champion of the universe cuz he's not happy with his current promotion and then it gets all the way up to space and now we're going to have a feud between the actual champion of the galaxy and rock and roll Rory Landell. So, there's some other things in here too. I didn't just spoil the entire comic for you, I promise. Um, and there's some other backstories that and kind of flash forwards that you learn uh, you're, le- you're learning about Rory Landell and his manager and this character and everything else. So um, it left me wanting more, and I'm excited for issue number two coming out. I hope that we get issue number two. Um, and yeah, uh, it's something that I think if you're definitely a fan of comics, you're definitely a fan of wrestling. Uh, if you're a fan of both, this is absolutely for you. Um, and it's, it's cool to start kind of with a story. Like this is issue number one, so you're starting with the story. And it could turn into something really cool if you hop on the train now. So once I said suspiciousbehaviorproductions.com at SBP underscore comics on Twitter. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Dan. Um, and there was other people involved as well. Those are just the names I wrote down. And, yeah, that was some evergreen content for you. Now we're going to get into Zello Pro show, Cinco de Zello. I believe this happened May 20th, which is not... Cinco de Mayo. But still, it was, it was a, a themed show. Many hours later. All right, so let's get into the show. Cinco de Zello happened May 20th. Joe's on Weed Street's. One thing that I really liked about the Zello Pro Show is a lot of the wrestling community that I know showed up. Steve from Warrior Wrestling was there. I believe the two fine ladies from Not Your Demographic podcast were there, Aaron and Stella. Um, So walking into the show, it was just a very, very fun atmosphere. And because it's in a bar, um, you know, obviously – it's a good time. It's very social. Um, this f- show was very quick. The show might have been an hour and a half, and there wasn't a ton of matches, uh, and that, to me, is a very, very good thing. In fact, if Zella were to keep this format, I would be very, very much in favor it, of it. In a world where there is so much wrestling going on, sometimes it's it's nice just to take a little nibble from the buffet line. You don't need you know, your seven... Eight-hour SummerSlam every single time you go to watch wrestling, right? This would this show would be the exact opposite. Um so really quick reading off the results: Colt Cabana defeats Gra- Storm Grayson, Green Loco defeats Isai, Joey Marks and Pat Monix defeat GPA and Brubaker. Uh there was a double count out between Bryce Benjamin and Isaias Velasquez. And then Chelsea Green defeated Lainey Luck and Kylie Ray to retain her number one contendership, um, which she's going to cash in Friday, August 24th, um, when she wrestles Tessa Blanchard. But we'll get to that. Um, first off, the match between Cole Cabana and Storm Grayson. Something that stuck out to me was is a very unique matchup. And also the fact that Cole Cabana played into Storm Grayson being from Naperville. Um, which I liked because, and I don't know Storm Grayson, but I think he should play up that rich Naperville, uh, rich, spoiled, entitled Naperville gimmick. If that's, if that makes sense for him, I don't know his background. Uh, but if that does make sense for him, I kind of like that because I know some kids from Naperville who are a little bit entitled and, uh, that resonated with me. So he got some shit for being from Naperville, um, and he got rolled up with a Superman pin and a really fun opener. The next match was Isai versus Gringo Loco. So everyone knows what they can do now. This was kind of the the first match that they've ever had. It was a Sensei versus Student match. Obviously, people have seen them in the ring a couple different times now since May 20th, 2018. Uh, But Isai brought his crew with him. There was his family, his friends... Um, they were cheering him on. He was a heavy babyface in this match. Gringo Loco, who we've talked about, has a lot of versatility of his character, was a heavy heel. is flicking off the Esai's crew, um, and, You know, giving them gestures, heel gestures. Um, and e and Gringo Loco did their thing. Now looking back and thinking about this match, they've even fine-tuned their own chemistry because I've seen them do even better stuff than they showed in the Zell Ring right now. Uh, On May 20th, not to say that the match was bad, but it was really kind of the beginning of build them, building their chemistry. Um, It was really the beginning of what they're going to do together uh, forthcoming in the future. Um, After that, Pat Monax and Joey Marks beat GPA and Brubaker. GPA is retaining his heat in Zello Pro, which I think is really cool. Um, The heat is transferring over mostly because the same kind of group of fans are going to both of these shows, uh, that being Freelance, Wrestling, Freelance, Underground, Zorro Pro, etc. Monix really shined in this match, and it was kind of hard to take the spotlight off of him and put the spotlight kind of on Monix and Joey Marks uh, because the the spotlight was just so heavy on Pat Monix, um, which I feel that it should be. Uh, But Monix was trying to get Joey Marks involved, in all of the uh, babyface spots and the cheering and the chants and et cetera, et cetera, is, he's a great guy. Um, the next match was the double count between Bryce Benjamin and Isaias Velasquez. It was crisp. It was fluid. It was your rivalry that probably will continue. Although I don't think they're booked against each other, uh, but I would like to see Bryce single, Bryce uh, single as in a singles wrestler not on the tag team, versus Isaiah. So I think this is something that could really build into a really nice feud. I know that Zello did, uh, I believe, a double count-out or a double DQ in the past with Marche Rocket and Jay Bradley. Um, I think you can kind of have the same thing here, except I think a lot more people would want to see Bryce Benjamin and Isaiah Velasquez go at it than the, the other two wrestlers that were mentioned. Um, so you could build a really, really nice story. Uh, between Bryce Benjamin and Isaiah Velasquez. I believe they were in the Austin Aries match that took place in Milwaukee as well. I believe that was a triple threat. Um, so you have some story going on with these, with the, a long-term story going on with these two. And they're two really, really good people to do it. Bryce Benjamin has really been a staple for Zello in their uh, short one year that they've been in existence. Um, and then the, the main event, the triple threat match, was... Very, very entertaining. This match was a very, very entertaining. I had moved up to the front row during this match. Um, I haven't watched it back on YouTube. By the way, a lot, all these matches should be on Zell Pro's YouTube channel. They hit 100 subscribers. Um, they released that awesome Kylie Ray Tessa Blanchard match that happened in Milwaukee. But this match was really fun uh, because Chelsea and Laney Luck and um, Kylie Ray were playing to the crowd um laney luck i think threw kylie ray into the feet of myself and hank 312 which is very very mean very very mean of her to do and i remember chelsea green doing her weird um kind of hot mess thing over by the merch table um just kind of in the middle of the match and then the fight went over there there was a lot of fighting on the outside uh but Because it was such an intimate setting, I think all three wrestlers here did a really, really good job of playing to the crowd and getting the crowd involved and embracing that intimate setting. Um, And Chelsea Green ended up going over for the win, uh, which was probably going to happen anyways. But I thought it was really cool to see Lainey have some vicious stuff come out of her. Chelsea Green was kind of just off being like, I think she was doing some kind of like cat imitation thing in the corner. It got really weird. Uh, but it was really, really fun and really, really, really cool. Um, so that was the show. It was a quick show. Cole Cabana talked about the format on his podcast and said how he loved it so much. It was on a Sunday, and it was like the perfect, perfect amount of wrestling, too. Because I don't like going out on Sundays. I really don't like going out of my out of wherever I am living on Sundays. So it was really cool that um, this short format happened, and I'd like to see more of it. You know, there is just a lot of wrestling going on. And um, Zell is doing their thing But in a very competitive market That might be a way to differentiate um, Them from other people I don't know um, So let's get into the next show that we have coming up I want to take a look at these matches Alright Friday, August 24th this, this show is kind of running up against Freelance wrestling It's going to be a double whammy for me Chris is not going to be able to make it But I'm still going to have a great time, and there's going to be plenty of friends in the crowd, I'm sure. Their anniversary show, one year in existence. What a year it's been. Here are the the matches upcoming. Mason Conrad versus Joey Marks. I'm not sure if they've had Mason Conrad on the show before, uh, but that's a singles match. We have Bryce Benjamin versus famous dick wrestler Joey Ryan. Um, So that is going to be a treat in more ways than one. Probably a lot of gyrating of hips and things of that nature. Laney Luck is back in triple threat against Miranda Elise and Zaya Brookside. Zaya Brookside is not going to be on the freelance wrestling show. I hope she's on the Zell Pro Show beforehand because they're running right up against each other. I'm going to need to take probably public trans or an Uber from Bucktown where I work to Joe's on Weed Street all the way back up to Logan Square. Uh, either Uber or public transportation for both. So it's going to be a little bit of a truck for me, but I'm going to do it. So that's going to be a really, really fun match. It's going to be, like I said, Zaya Brooks, I am in the very intimate and up-close setting. Um, Lenny Luck got a little vicious last time, as I mentioned, which is good for her. Keep that up. And um, also we have Rikishi. Rikishi is going to be there. There is a seminar beforehand. Um I believe beforehand. Yeah, so let's check out the date of this seminar. Uh, oh, no, wait. Yes, there is a seminar. Uh, Q&A, in-ring work. Um, oh, that's the day after. Excuse me. That's Saturday, August 25th. There's a seminar with Rikishi, um, and that is in Villa Park. Um, but Rikishi's going to be here, and he's brought his crew, the Samoan dynasty. I don't know who they are, uh, but it looks like two other Samoans that are probably related to Rikishi. And himself against Jay Bradley, Gringo Loco, and Brew Baker. Um, so we got a, a a heel team that was created. Assuming Gringo Loco is going to work heel, Jay Bradley, Brew Baker, obviously heels, against the Samoan Dynasty led by Rikishi. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one. Now that I'm kind of really looking at it, cool. Gringo Loco that he has a chance to wrestle Rikishi. I'm sure that's amazing uh brew probably will take a sting face i could picture that happening uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how gringo Loco kind of works into all of this because he's got that lucha style as opposed to just a straight brawling heel style that brew baker and bradley have so that's going to be actually a really interesting one though i take a closer closer look at it um also on the show isai returns mr sweatpants it's him and one half of zero gra- gravity um, not CJ Sparza, Brett Kekia versus Storm Grayson and Jason Hades. Storm Grayson and Jason Hades looking to get a little revenge. Storm Grayson got rolled up in Milwaukee and by Esai, who was wearing sweatpants before he got his gear, and it was the loudest pop of the night. And after that, I'm assuming this is the I'm I'm not assuming match order, but um, I believe this you know this is probably have second billing behind the main event. Um, it's a KO-only match, Simon Grimm versus Pat Monix. So this has a lot of story behind it. Simon Grimm has been calling Pat out for months now um, with these really crazy cryptic videos. Pat has no idea kind of why he's being called out. Um, and then he Pat fired back with his own video. Shout-out to Pat for being on top of his content game. Shout-out to Pat for furthering the story. Um, basically saying Simon Grimm is just calling him out Because Pat, of Pat's meteoric rise And he, Simon Grimm just wants to piggyback On that momentum that Pat Monix has So A KO only match has been booked The only way you can win this match Is knocking the person out cold I don't think this Pat Monix has ever been in this type of match I don't know if Simon Grimm has been I think Simon Grimm has been in a lot of, little bit more Hardcore stuff Pat Monix is going to be a little out of his element He's going to be the hometown favorite and I don't know even know what's going to be in store for this match I really don't know what to expect it's really exciting I think there's a lot of backstory to it it's when we interviewed Pat we were kind of looking for something for him to kind of sink his teeth into in terms of a story um, because we know he can go in the ring he just need that story to back it up and now with the thing happening at Warrior Wrestling with DJ Z, and now with the Simon Grimm KO only match, match, he now has two really, really hot stories going for him right now. So I'm really excited to see that. And then your women's championship, Tessa Blanchard, who is just racking up belts, the belt collector, um, is wrestling Chelsea Green, who's probably going to be just a hot mess. Um, so I think it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven matches, a little bit more than the Cinco de Zello show. Once again, worried about time, worried about it running the gap against freelance wrestling. I'm worried about being late to freelance wrestling. Uh, but both shows should be good. Um, there are things on both shows that really, really stand out to me. And I'm really, really hoping that uh, the Zello Pro atmosphere delivers just like it did at Cinco de Zello, which I'm hoping it will. I'm assuming it will. I think it's going to be really cool to see Gringo Loco and Rikishi tango. It's going to be really cool to see the KO match. Famous Dick wrestler Joey Ryan is there. Zaya Brookside is going to be up close and personal. Maybe, maybe not if she's there. Um, We'll have to have Zello confirm that. Uh, But, yeah, it's going to be a blast. So really looking forward to it. Like I said, go buy your tickets. There's going to be links in the description. Um, And just celebrate one year of Zello's. Uh, existence you know it takes a lot to break into the chicago wrestling industry and uh, they've had a great year they went to milwaukee they've done some really cool things they brought in a lot of cool wrestlers they brought in johnny mundo that was a fun show so really looking forward to going really looking forward to supporting zello if you'd like to support two face wrestling podcast there are many ways you can do that you can click the play button which you probably already have if you've already clicked the play button you still want to support even more Please share this with a friend. Our shirts can be found at whatamaneuver.net. Our pins can be found at wrestlingwithunicorns.org. If you aren't following Wrestling With with Unicorns, you should definitely do that. Show your support for us by following Wrestling With Unicorns. Um, I'm assuming they're going to be at this show as well and freelance wrestling. They're booked everywhere. So you'll be able to see all these awesome clips. But see them live in person with me, a Bayou Modelo at the bar. Um, Come talk to me because I won't have Chris with me. Sad news. Very sad news. Uh, but yeah, twosunface.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, hashtag beatupGPA, who's not on the Zello card, but we're going to see him lose later that night, so it's all good. Um, and hashtag pushpaco. Take care.